When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening first time dance! With me, Richard Innes. And me, Steve Miles. Toddlers and TV. Um, does my toddler watch too much TV? Every single parent in the world has probably asked themselves this question at some point. So who better to give us an answer than a man who fronts a lot of the TV shows your toddler watches? Nigel Clark is a well-known TV presenter who fronts the CBB's Baby Club. I was also presenting uh, this weekend's CBB's Prom. Um, he came into the studio to talk to us about the decisions that they make when they're making TV shows for kids. Nigel, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you for having me here. You're very, very welcome. Um, I, I am very excited as a, as a person who um, watches a lot of CBeebies. I'm a man who's <laughs> I'm nearly 40 years old, and yet I, I watch a lot of children's television. You've been immersed in it again. <laughs> as, do, as do many parents of toddlers. Um, so as you know, Steve and I have many, many times on the podcast with many guests on many different subjects, we always do seem to come back to the issue of screen time. Yep. So it's very, very exciting to have somebody here who has been you know, on the screen, as it were, yeah. and actually presenting these things to our children. Yeah, we've got a little bit of uh, a bit of experience in that. I've been doing it for what, nearly 20 years now. Nearly 20 years? Yeah. I should also point out this is an audio um, medium, of course, but you do not look old enough. I mean, this is a weird thing to say, but you do not look nearly old enough to be someone yeah, who's know, been presenting TV for 20 years. A lot of people think I'm about... 20 mid 20s I would say so yeah you look about 25 age. yeah I'm 41 I mean oh, for God's same sake same age as me I wish I looked like that I should point out here that yes <laughs> Nigel is actually older than I am and yet I look old, I look like I could be your dad you do well, I, I'm not going to lie you do look a little <laughs> within, bit within, <laughs> thank you very much for that yeah charming yeah I yeah. think it's the beard you're very it's welcome the beard. it's the beard and the baldness it's, the beard, it's not yeah. a great combination yeah, yeah. Uh, ho-hum. But uh, it means that we're all on the same generation in terms of the kids' TV that we watch. Yeah, definitely. So we can talk about how that's changed to now. Yeah, yeah, completely. Because I, I think... What kids' TV do you remember, Rich? God, what kids' TV... Oh, blimey, you've really put them on a spot. Grange there. Hill. Grange Hill, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the classics. I don't Rainbow. think I... Uh, yeah, Rainbow, Rainbow Zippy and Bungle. Yeah, Play School. Uh, Blue Peter. Play School was Floella Benjamin, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and, that's right. Yeah, and the Round Window, Big Ted. Was that Brian yeah. Kent? Was he? The, he's a fella that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Might, you might be right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Those were the days. My memories are blurry though, but yeah, I do remember the, the coming home from school thing. You know, the sort of three thirty sitting down and um, oh, the broom cupboard, Philip Schofield and yeah. uh, Gordon that's the Gopher. When that was kind yeah. of boring. And yeah. Gordon the Butler or Wilson the Butler, whatever it was. Yeah. Wilson the Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gordon the Gopher. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, Ed the Duck. Yeah. When you actually just say these words out loud, Roland it does all sound Rat. completely Roland mental. Rat Roland Rat. I used to have Roland Rat glasses. That was in the mornings, wasn't as, it? As a spectacles wearer, I used to have these special, when I was about eight or nine, I used to have these Roland Rat glasses. I remember that. But I don't recall anything for babies. This is, this program, the Baby Club that we do, is the first program that's aimed at both parents and 
uh, very young children. Okay. So how do you aim a TV program? At, because I, I say this, you know, obviously I have a, I have a two-year-old and a six-week-old. Yeah. So is the idea with the baby club that my six-week-old son could, you know, could possibly be engaged with Theoretically, it yes. I yeah. mean, we, we, we say that it's for, from six months to 18 months. That's what we say on paper. Right. But if you look on social media, you've got people younger than that that are fully engaged in it. And you've got people all the way up to four and five fully engaged in it as well. Okay. Uh, but then we're also speaking to the parents because the idea is that you get involved in the program mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. So we want you to sit with your child and join in with what like, we do. Like the baby classes that you take your kids exactly. to. Exactly. So just like the ones you'd go to at your local town hall or at your local um, leisure centre, wherever they're taking part, um, we want you to, to do that with us on the television. So, you know, this comes back to something, again, as I said, that we talk about a lot. It's the idea that screen time is often kind of suggested it's you know it's just purely negative people focus yeah. on the negatives and i realize that of course there are negatives because if you're someone who plunks your kid in front of the tv for two hours and goes off and sits in the back garden that's one thing yeah but if you're somebody who's sat with kid on lap and you're talking and you're engaging with something that's something different i sometimes feel that's forgotten yeah this is it um that it's it's such a huge topic this screen time topic and yes some of it is exactly right you shouldn't be leaving your kid in front of a screen not knowing what they're watching mm -hmm. for hours on end so that you can do your cooking or your cleaning or text your mate yep. on mm -hmm. your phone um it's it's about being vigilant it's about knowing what your kids are watching it's about monitoring how much they're watching at the end of the day i'm quite a believer that um they shouldn't be left to do what they want to do. We have to, we have to guide them. We're, parents. We're the parents and yeah. we have to guide them. We make yeah. the decisions for them until such time they're able to make their own decisions. Exactly. Based on what they've seen around them yeah. as being good decisions to make. Yeah. And they trust you to do that. That's the nature of being a small child, right? They trust yeah. mummy and daddy to know what's right for them. Well, yeah. exactly. You know, if you said to Jackson, what do you want for my son? What do you want for dinner? He would probably suggest something based on what he's had Previously. Exactly, of course. And if you just gave him chocolate ice cream every day, he'd eat chocolate ice cream. He's going to have chocolate ice cream, isn't he? He's yeah. going to think that's that's dinner right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I want to cut straight straight to it here, right? So on CBeebies, as somebody, as I say, my son watches a lot of CBeebies, probably more than I'd like, yeah. just because you know I, I have that same thing as everybody. You're else. safe oh with my CBeebies, God. by the well, way. This is what I'm going to say, you see, because my whole thing, I'm constantly like on edge, almost. Oh my God, he's watching too much TV. He's watching too much TV. I. When it comes to, as somebody who's there, you know, you're there on the production end, you're there, you yeah. see how, how the shows are put together. Obviously, so many people think, oh God, my kid's watching TV, this is awful. Specifically, I suppose, from your experience with CBeebies, yeah. what sort of checks and balances are there in terms of, right, we can put this out, we can't put this out, the educational value, what, what do you have to go BBC through in order? compliance. Exactly, well, what is the is compliance it. you have to go it's through? It's not even BBC compliance, it's CBeebies compliance. Oh, blimey. Because you're aiming programs at children that are so young. So let's take a show like The Baby Club. I think that was the dream child of, of a couple of people about two and a half, three years ago. So it's taken that long for it to get to screen. So first you, you'll pitch it to the BBC mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll say yes or no, there's, there's, this has got legs or it hasn't got legs. Then you'll have to, if you, you get through that stage, then you have to keep presenting like 
what the program is going to be like, what the different sections are going to be like, what what is the aim of that section? Who, um, you know, the the program has to be analysed by people who say, okay, yeah, we can support that. We will because we've got give a charter you the money to actually make this because there's a BBC charter. And yes. so there's, there are things that in order for the BBC to get public money, they have to be fulfilling certain public service requirements about education, of information, that kind of stuff. Of course. So in, in a way that the, 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 the other TV channels don't have the same pressure. On exactly. Them. Exactly. So they'll be wanting to make, let's say, programs that get children involved in art or they'll be wanting to make programs that um, educate children young children about numbers and numeracy um, or about language. So there are lots of boxes that they want to tick in their sort of broad scope of programming. Mm -hmm. So they're always looking at this. They're, they're having face uh, uh, focus groups that they'll find out whether people are enjoying these programs, what they need more of, what they need help with. So there's a lot that goes into it before we actually get to the stage of like, okay, we're going to make a program mm. about baby clubs. Are there, are there sort of educators involved in that? You know, people involved in the world of education who the BBC will use to say, you know, does this tick this box or that box? So with the baby club, I can speak from this one because it, it, it's been so relevant recently. We had uh, two groups. We had the uh, Foundation Years Trust and uh, People, which is a charity. And both of them are involved in early years uh, education and learning. And they were like advisors on the program. So anything that we suggested, anything that we did on the program, even down to anything that got filmed and then was in the edit, would go to these people and they'd say, mm, the language on that was not quite right. The, let's change the wording on that. They were on set okay. uh, watching okay. us do it. So, you know, sometimes mm. I'd do a take and it'd be like, no, Nigel, let's let's redo that because the wording you use could suggest this and we don't want that. So let, you, let's redo it. Because you have got that responsibility because you are the only one doing yeah. that stuff. It's not like when I was off on doing share parental leave for three months and I was taking my son and then my daughter around to the different classes, there is quite a, a broad range of uh, competency, shall we say. Yeah, definitely. Between the different the different groups. And you get to know the good ones and the good ones are the ones that, you know, sell out, yeah. you know, weeks in advance. And you get to know the ones that are just some fellow with a guitar yeah, yeah. where there's too many kids. <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> We've all been it's, there. It's, yeah. You know, it's a fiver yeah. cash in hand above a pup. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, before I actually sat down and filmed, I went on a small course um, with Pete, the the charity, and they educated me on the, the do's and don'ts of baby groups and what we're looking for and what we're trying to achieve. And then uh, during the filming, uh, I sort of got into it so much that I went onwards and did a full-on peak practitioner course so i'm like yeah. a qualified peak practitioner i can do actually you, hold a, a baby group right that's impressive do you, do you know because obviously that i suppose this is a bit of a special circumstance because your show is aimed at very very small children yeah do you know that for you know say that's like the shows that are aimed at four or five year olds is there a similar process there yeah, for those yeah. slightly older kids as well when it's cbb's when it's cbbc they're always going through those those kind of things so if you take it um for the older kids, there might be dramas that get put on that tackle issues that, that kids will be having. So say mm. your parents are split up, you know, mm. they'll, they'll put on a, a drama that, that deals with this. And before they make it, they're, they're analyzing and looking at what, what needs to be covered, what are kids scared of, what are kids having apprehensions yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those things get thought about before the programs are made. We've, um, 
just a slight tangent, we go to the library quite a lot with uh, our kids and because obviously books can be expensive and yeah. know, he can take like 15 books at a time. And I've noticed, because you're not just going down the path of the Waterstones, you know, uh, children's book section, yeah. he's come, Jackson's often pick up books and it's only when you get them home and you read them, you go, blimey, this is a book about loss. Yeah. You know, this is a boy who's, whose dog's died yeah. and it's qu- it's quite, you know, and it's, you think, oh, well, they're, you know, people are creating this kind of content or, or, or you know, uh, discipline, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And it's the same, I guess it's the same sort of thing, but with the with the TV. Yeah, all the, all the issues and things that children might bump into growing up, we want to give them the tools to deal with that. We want them to be able mm. to say, oh, I've read a bit about this or I've heard about this before or, or I've seen this so that they don't feel alienated, um, so that they feel like, oh, this is part of life. Mm. I, I I know about this. I can deal with it. I can. Well, see, I'm curious. Seriously, I'm, ju- I'm just going to say I'm curious because we started off talking about you know reminiscing about the stuff we watched as kids, mm. and I'm curious as whether were they teaching us. Well, exactly. Yeah, that you know, because I, I can see you know from watching TV with Ben or you know from what you've just described there in terms of the processes you guys have to go through that there are there seems to be a lot more focus on what we're telling kids than perhaps there was in the TV shows we watched as kids, and maybe we're applying. The kind of the, the judgments we make on screen time, maybe we're applying on the basis of the quality of the programming we had as kids, well, yeah. versus the, pro- the quality of the programming that they have now. Yeah, I remember watching like stuff like Rainbow, mm. and there was definitely some sort of like, there was a, a sort of bullying theme, being nice, being kind, that was running through the, the characters there. Yeah, uh, you know, Bungle, George, and Zippy. Yeah, know, yeah. There was definitely course. a dynamic there which was trying to. Yeah, that, I think I think it's programs like that that were the innovators. They were the that was what opened the door. It was it was like yes, you're having fun, but their kids are learning something. Mm. Play school, mm. you know, you'd go through the round window to see someone milking a cow or something. I'm trying to remember yeah. what we used to I watch. Can't, really can't remember. <laughs> yeah, and but we used to go through the window to learn something. Yeah, yeah, and and the Blue Peter stuff where they would have their you know appeal with the kind of the. The the, th- the thing that went up, you know, every time the oh yeah money, yeah yeah you yeah. were raising yeah. money, yeah. it would open your eyes to to something someone who's in a, a less advantaged position, yeah. and you know, go go to school and you raise money and do that kind of stuff. Why is it that um, it just it's just the BBC that's doing this? Um, nowadays, yes, in this country, it's mainly the BBC. You do get some offshoots. You got True Tube; they're doing quite some some quite good things, but. Um, uh, <sighs> trying to think how long ago it was maybe 12 or 15 years ago um in the uk you you weren't allowed to advertise fast foods anymore before you could advertise all your all your brands or you know the burgers that you yeah, yeah, might yeah. sometimes have bumped into <laughs> uh, when burgers you're are available at multiple retailers yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you might have bumped into um you're not allowed to advertise those to kids anymore You've got uh, if you're going to advertise food to kids or anything like that, it's got to be healthy. It's got to be along those lines. So a lot of the UK um, industry that were making programs didn't have the money anymore because so they just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, because that's the difference, isn't it, between the BBC and the commercial channels? They haven't got the money pressure. Well, yeah. got a different kind of money pressure, but they haven't got yeah. to hit the figures. No, in order to justify the the. the if you were on one of the commercial channels, you could go to a toy, well, to a, a food brand or whatever, and get X amount of money and say, right, well, this is loads. We can definitely make a show with this. Now, you're hunting for someone to advertise right. on one of these commercial channels. That's why nowadays you might pop up and see a. Uh, uh, 
a life insurance one on a kid's channel, you're like, we should probably point out here if you are working in the commercial advertising industry and you're interested in the podcast, First Time Dads, <laughs> we have extremely low Come production costs. Come see me. Yeah, we've got very low production <laughs> costs. We're open to any commercial opportunities. Send me yeah. an email. Uh, send Rich an email. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, so are we saying then that basically the BBC are the only creators of original programming for young kids in I wouldn't this country, say only, right? but I would say Biggest. in this country, I'd say they probably have a... I'm just this is just off top the top of head. my head yeah, top yeah. of my head maybe 80% of because for instance my son okay. will watch you know we might like just this morning before I dropped him off at nursery just to keep him on a bloody even keel frankly yeah uh, we watched sort of 15 minutes of milkshake right on channel 5 that yeah, often yeah. goes on just because we used to put it on because Pepper was on there right yeah yeah but this is it right but that's so, not so that's not their show like exactly. Fireman Sam's not their show you exactly know? it's yeah. been made by someone else it's it's like the other one so say I'm going to mention all of them so that we're not um, representing <laughs> we're not anyone. picking on anyone um, so Disney they'll be showing sh- stuff that's made in America Nickelodeon showing, sh- showing stuff that's made in America mm-hmm. Cartoon Network showing stuff that's made elsewhere and they're bringing it over here so that we can have content mm. they don't make much here that goes out for and us. then presumably that means that those shows haven't been subject to the same checks and balances you were talking about for the BBC. I feel like we're turning this into an advert for CBBC, no. which wasn't <laughs> the idea, but it's interesting that that, that, that that's the case, then, right? So you don't know kind of the quality it, it's why, control behind it's it. It's why CBBC and CBBS have won BAFTAs yeah. so yeah. many times yeah, in yeah. the last 10, 15 yeah. years because they make them in a different way. And they're trusted. Yeah. Because it's the BBC, there's yeah. an element of trust that you have in the corporation because yeah. it is the BBC. Because there's scrutiny. As soon as you do something wrong on CBeebs or CBBC, that's going to be in the paper and people are going to be saying, I'm oh, paying yeah. my, my, my license money for this. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. yeah. So, which, is, which is a thing hovering <laughs> over every BBC employee ever, right? Exactly. I'm paying my license fee. How dare you? you exactly. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. that one, yeah. Now, you might be able to answer this question, Nigel. I remember a friend of mine uh, has got a 16-year-old son. When he was quite young and started watching cartoons, um, I was around their house and he was watching cartoons and mum came into the lounge and said, no, you know, you're not allowed to watch that channel. Um, and I was like, why? Because the type of animation being shown on that particular channel was a certain type of rapid uh, flashing animation, which has been shown in some studies to cause brain adverse brain activity in, in kids. Right. Have you, have you heard, come across that before? Does that um, really No, I haven't really come across that, but then... If you just look at epilepsy yeah. and how you have to give a warning yeah. for for flashing Sounds images, it's, mm. yes, um, animation has come a long way, and there are so many different styles out mm. there now that yeah, you're going to have stuff flashing up on screen. So I can I can definitely see how that would would be something you'd be concerned concerned mm. about. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, this has changed my view a little bit, actually, in terms of we may now watch more CBeebies than anything else. I mean, I I, I, I do stand by that thing. I, I veer, but, and we've talked about this again before on the podcast, but I do veer from day to day on the, my God, my son watches too much TV to the, there's nothing wrong with him watching TV. And I go back and forth. I mean, you, you've got, you've got two boys. Is it two boys? You I've got a boy and a girl. A boy and a girl, girl, sorry, 11 and nine years old now. Yeah. So as somebody who was involved in kids TV, when your kids were growing up, how did you feel in terms of that? That, what's the limit you know where how much tv would they watch for instance for me it's more about knowing the programs they're watching mm. um my son has learned and my daughter they've both learned amazing things from the tv i mean mm. literally yesterday my son 
came to me and he said, oh, if, it, if he's a gymnast, he's, he lo- does loads of gymnastics and stuff. Because if the gymnastics doesn't work and then, and then the second option is if I want to be a chef, um, if that doesn't work, I've been watching this program, Dad, all about glass blowing on Netflix and it's amazing. And, <laughs> I've heard about and this. And the, I've and heard the about art that form. Show. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's like the art form is like, it's like slowly being forgotten and you know, you're not going to have glass blowers. So I might. Your um, son sounds about 65. <laughs> yeah. He's 11 years old and, and I'm like, cool, yeah. go for it. So, yeah. so watching TV and programs, it depends on, on what you're letting them watch. Yeah. yeah, they do all get tarred with the same brush a little. I find but TV yeah, as a, is as a genre. But we were talking before we started recording, and your kids will have been watching TV at the ages of Rich and mine. Yeah, when they didn't have YouTube, wasn't a thing, mm. and yeah, yeah. and tablets and access to all the things knows, that we have. Yeah, yeah. Goodness yep. knows yep. what was an issue, and that will be the the world that Rich and I's kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean how you put that limitation on those things—that's yeah. the question, isn't it? Yeah, or, or not even the—it's not even the limitation. It, is it? You know, there's a rabbit war, which is the internet. Yeah, and once they're connected, yeah, that's it. You can, goodness knows where it's going to take. There's them. all sorts yeah, of studies, yeah. isn't there, about recommended—you know—the recommended channel on uh, YouTube, and where if you just click on enough things, God knows where you end up. Where you and that, that's up. the thing about how you how you parent that because you don't want to be. You don't want to be over policing your your kids, and you want to give them some freedom of choice. But how do how do you, you give yourself? I think you must have to, as a parent, give yourself as much knowledge about what's out there as possible. Yeah, uh, you, you have to don't bury your head in the sand. Yeah, that's it. You have to investigate yourself and make some sort of judgment as a parent mm. as to what they can and can't watch. And so, and it starts out with watching it with them a little bit. Start on the easy things, and then. I, I'm lucky. I think because of the way I've uh, introduced my kids to YouTube, they will they'll sometimes come to me and say, oh, "Can I? Am I allowed to watch this?" Mm. And it's it's about starting that conversation mm. with your children so that they know that there's things that you don't want them to watch. Have there been things where they've come to you, you know, completely innocently, and you thought, "Oh my God, please don't press play on that." Um, there's none that I've had said don't press play on that. Um, last year, earlier this year, there was the what was the um, the big thing that everyone was scared about? There was a, a guy flashing up on the thing. Oh, Mo- uh, Momo, uh, is it Momo? Momo, that's Mo- it. yeah, yeah, and the the thing that some suppo- people had supposedly edited in this horribly graphic yeah. image into some of the yeah, pi- and I, the pig clips, for instance. On, okay. on yeah, there was this there was this Momo guy that will pop up and supposedly supposedly was asking kids to do silly things like. Uh, okay. um, you know, horrific things. Yeah. Now, I bumped into it. There was a. I think there was more talk on television and in programs than it was actually happening online, and that was yeah. giving it a sort of platform. Mm. It, was a, it was a moral panic. Yeah, yeah. it was a moral we panic a that moral gave panic in the media. It gave yeah. it gave the issue uh, uh, like a platform. It mm. raised its profile. Oxygen and publicity and all exactly. that. Exactly. Mm. And I, uh, because it was going on, I was like, hold on. So I, I went and asked my kids, have you bumped into this? Do you know about it? Uh, my son didn't know about it. My daughter, had, somebody had spoken about it at school. Right. Um, ne- none of them had bumped into it online on, on YouTube and they watch enough YouTube that they'll mm-hmm. bump into something at some point. Um, so no, they hadn't experienced any of it. But then I went, looked on YouTube, found it and then found something that I could show them and say, look, if you ever see this, yeah. Um, don't watch it. Don't watch it, for one. My daughter didn't want to watch it anyway. My son, you know how boys are. They're curious. <laughs> yeah. Let's check this yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But, you know, we had a discussion about it and, and we, we spoke about the, the reasons for not watching it. Yeah. And I think that having that conversation changes the whole way yeah. it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It changes it. everything yeah. about Communication it. Communication is the key, isn't it? Yeah, Always. relationship yeah. with your kids. It's, it's So much of it seems to boil down to that, as Richard and I discover as we go through this journey, that, you know, the, the, if you can talk to your kids about stuff and they can talk to you about it, then you're kind of, you're, you're making right moves. It's the yeah. biggest piece of advice I would say for any parent is is that line of communication that conversation which so that you know what's going on in their head so they know what's going on in your head so that you can move forward and grow but then have you got that thing in your mind now i'm just thinking about the age your your kids are yeah so you've got kids who aren't that far from the teenage years yep. so obviously they, they, that feels there. like a you know, million miles in the future for Stephen myself it's going <laughs> yeah, to be like about two days blinking yeah. it'll be there <laughs> but, <laughs> but clearly you know it's one thing and I, I you know say this as kids in my family you know it's one thing talking to an 11 year old yeah. it's perhaps an entirely different thing talking to a 14 year old yeah. and keeping that line of communication open because obviously every every teenager that's the nature of being a teenager right you're going to have some pushback at some point on that yeah i think I think it's the continuity of the conversation mm. that's going to help out with that. Mm. So it's through the transition, not losing that communication. Yeah. There was a big study, um, I think in the Sunday Times, uh, reported in the Sunday Times a couple of weeks ago about dads and teenage daughters. Yeah. And there's a departure between the relationship that dads have with their teenage daughter when they hit puberty. That I think I think I'm hitting yeah. it. I think I'm girls, getting there. Girls' yeah. bodies start to change. They feel embarrassed in front of their dads. They can't. They're going through, you know, the, um, uh, periods yeah, and stuff they, like that. You know, they want to talk mm. to their mum about certain things. Like, do I talk to daddy about and a lot it? of dads yeah, yeah. just go, okay, well, I'm going to give you space. And it's, it's the worst thing. That's the wrong thing to it's do. It's the I worst think. thing you can do, apparently, because then they just go, you just part company. Yeah, and I can the see best that. Thing to do you is meet again when she's 19, you know. When you've got her boyfriend man, in a headlock yeah. talking yeah. about, like, I'm going to snap his neck. Yeah. <laughs> the man that takes your place <laughs> is the worst person <laughs> you could possibly want to take your place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's better just to have it out in the open and just talk, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely, definitely. I think it's all about keeping that line of conversation all the way through yeah, yeah, yeah. from from when they're six months all the way through mm. to, you know, married and left home. Yeah. Iris, <laughs> Iris, if you listen to this in a few years' time, <laughs> we're, we're keeping this conversation going, all right? There I have go. to say, right? Daddy I've loves got... you. Yeah, you always say that, don't we? Yeah, yeah Daddy does love you. We're not, we're not doing this podcast because we hate you. We, we, we love our children, yeah. just to clarify. Um, I mean, I'm, I have two boys, and I've got to be honest, there's, there's a part of me kind of with that. All oh, right, like when we had Freddie, who's my youngest, yeah. Um, I'd kind of had it in my head that maybe we'd have a girl. We'd have one boy and one girl, like Steve does. And then we had the second boy, and then you kind of get to that thing, well, we, we might only have two. And if so, does that mean I'm never going to have a girl? And so on the one hand, I'm kind of thinking, oh, right, I'd never be father of the bride. I'd never, you know, get to go through uh, all those things you do with the daughter. Well, but on the other hand, on the other hand, child, definitely. well, on the other hand, <laughs> the conversation you two are just having about your respective daughters, I sometimes sit there <laughs> thinking, I might not have to do any of this. That's, pro yeah, that's probably no bad thing. I'm pretty sure that boys present their own challenges. challenges. Their, their own challenges. They yeah. do yeah. present their Who's own the challenges. Who's the alpha male in the house? Well, we're all, well hey, listen, my, well, my boy that. is two years old and we're already having a battle over who's the alpha male in the house and he's two. So there God knows go. what he's going to be like when he's 14. You know. Is that... There's, oh, the police are knocking at the door. <laughs> what, what's this about? Yeah. You did what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah all of those things. Um, for your kids, how, how, how old were they, let's say, when they were aware that daddy was on TV? 
Did they, have they ever had that thing where people at school are like, was that your dad on TV? Yeah, they, they, they get it. They, um, it's quite normal to them now, having me on TV, because it's happened since they were toddlers. Mm. So I think I remember my son at around three to six months looking at TV and then going, looking at me and going, <laughs> Doing a double take. Hold on. <laughs> but that seemed normal to them. It's like our kids now that look at our phone and there's a picture of you and they're yeah. smiling at cameras to cheese. And so for him, me being on TV was a bit like that. It was just always normal. Yeah. It wasn't until maybe going to school or being around friends where he might say, yeah, yeah, my dad's on the TV. And they're like, what? What, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, yeah he's never one's dad on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like... I remember Freddie Flint. We had Freddie Flint off on the podcast some time ago. Um, and we were asking him about, you know, because we were talking, yeah. we talked to everyone about kind of being a dad and all the rest of it. And he, I did ask him about what it's like for his kids with their dad being so famous, you know, particularly when when they when his kids were little, his dad, their dad was really famous, you know, off the back of the 2005 Ashes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he was saying, well, for them, it was just normal because they didn't know any different, right? So it's exactly. just like, that's daddy's job. It's like, you know, there's no... It's just the way it is. I guess it's more in, more difficult, it, other people's reaction in a public place yeah yeah if you're super 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 famous yeah yeah and you you're out with your kids and you're just going up and down tesco's and then somebody and comes up to you so people react yeah and, that's yeah. when they get it that's when they <laughs> that's when they're like oh can i have a picture of you oh we love your program and when your child is with you and that happens that's when they go oh how do you do it does that present a it doesn't a present a problem challenge or anything, it's or? not a, a challenge or a problem it, it's quite nice mm. i think they get proud yeah when they yeah. see it happen yeah. they they start to get proud of it and then they, they talk about it in a different way have you ever been in an environment where perhaps been struggling with the discipline aspect of your children yeah yeah and you see other parents looking and gets that guy off the tv he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's struggling you're supposed to be an he's expert just like us. yeah yeah um I have to say, I'm really lucky with my kids. They're so active. Uh, my son, like I said, he's a gymnast. He's a national level gymnast. So right. he's, he's, he trains 20 something hours a week wow. after wow. school. Blimey. Uh, and my daughter does singing and dance. So she, she just got into uh, a West End show. So she's nine right. years old. She's oh, well, well, you are doing well then. Yeah. So um, they're quite uh, socially, I'm not going to say advanced. They're just aware yeah very socially okay. aware okay. so they're not the kind of kids that want to kick up no. in front of someone they'll wait till they get home <laughs> and, and and then psychologically yeah. get you yeah if yeah. it's in public yeah it, they get embarrassed about me yeah talking too loud in public right. or, or or having silly games or right, playing yeah. you know if i'm yeah. in public and i start singing a song or something that's on the radio and they're like, no, people can hear you. People can hear you. Dad, shh, shh, dad. Yeah. Dad, you're so embarrassed. They're yeah, at that yeah. stage. So for them, they're, they're, they're not, they're not um, as open being public. Mm. So mm. they're not going to kick up no. in public. They'll no. wait till they get home. It's, yeah. it's a strange one. I don't know. I don't know how it, I created that, but they're, they're, they, they don't want to, they don't want to act up in public or anything no. like that. Cause yeah. it, as soon as eyes are on them, they're like, Oh no. no. <laughs> you had a question, didn't you about um, Rich, about uh, Justin Fletcher. Oh yeah. What's Mr. Tumble like? Oh, Justin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He's cool. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm actually going to be working with, Oh, what, when's this, when are people going to hear this? I'm going to be working with him in a few days, which okay. might okay. be, might be, uh, might be, yeah, so you may have already I've done, done some this work with before it, yeah. this, this comes out. Um, but we're doing the uh CBB's proms at the okay. Albert Hall, 
So, uh, but then I've worked with him at BAFTAs before. He is, he's the, the legend. He's yeah, See, this yeah. is the thing, right? He's one of these people that if you don't have children, the vast you majority of people won't even is. know who Mr. Tumble is. Yeah, if you yeah. have toddlers in your house, yeah. he's like David Beckham. He's oh, like, yeah. I've been he's, to like, f- he's nuts. Oh, yeah. I've Mr. Tumble! Yeah, exactly. I've been to a festival and he, was, did a, he did a live set on stage and it was absolutely ram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally. was like, you know, Kasabian. Yeah, we're doing <laughs> the BBC Summer Social in August. Yeah, it's in Liverpool, right? Yeah, Liverpool. And he's going to be there and it's going it's, it, to, literally, it's going to be like Glastonbury. It's going to be like, Mr. Tumble. Does Mr. Ever... Tumble ever come, come out of character? I have this idea that he's like, you know, the De Niro of the, of the children's TV world, that he's just constantly Mr. Tumble. He just gets back into a limo when the door's shut. It's like champagne. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, he'll have a drink. Um, yeah. But... It's just an extension of, of him, okay. I feel. Okay. He, it, he, what you're seeing is he's just like a crusty. playful version of Justin. He's not Krusty yeah. the Clown. No, you're right. right. <laughs> you're all good. <laughs> you're all good. You're safe. <laughs> nice. That seems like a, a suitable note on which to round up. I'm aware we've, we've, uh, we've almost come to time. Um, Nigel, that's been absolutely fascinating. I feel like I've actually genuinely learned. That's always when I know we've we've recorded a good podcast. When I walk away feeling like I've learned something. Yeah, I feel more relaxed. I feel re- reassured. Screen, screen. Uh, yeah, I the feel thing reassured. is, like I said, I mean, it's there's loads of stuff out there for kids to actually learn from. Mm. So, shunning your kids away from screen time and away from and TV is kind of shunning them away from certain educational things mm. as well. You could say that. We, um, I've noticed, actually, because though my son doesn't watch TV, he's just started to get into, you know, wanting the magazines, that the CBS yeah. mm. magazine, so like Andy and the Dinosaurs magazine, yeah. that kind of stuff. And I can see, actually, there's potentially some educational benefit Definitely. there from him, uh, even though he doesn't watch the shows. So I'm sort of s- not softening my stance, not that I've got a particularly strong stance, but I'm, I'm less... Worried. worried about it and I can see that as he gets older and starts going play dates around other people's houses where I don't have control of the remote control yeah uh, I'm going to be less worried about it I'm still not yeah. I'm not going to go home tonight and go right here's Pandora's <laughs> his, box his three, three <laughs> hours no, no, of movies <laughs> yeah, the other side of, of that is that um he's going to go to school and kids are going to be talking about stuff. Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. The, you, don't worry your kids aren't at this level yet but my kids going to school and it's like one of their mates is allowed to watch Love Island. And I'm like, what? what? Hold the phone. You ain't allowed to watch. No, no, no. I don't care if he watches Love Island. I don't care if he sits there with his mum. Would you, would you jump off? If he jumped off a cliff, would you jump off it too? That, that, one, that was my mum's old the, All of the ones, yeah, yeah. all of them get sent. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Well, he, what Jackson plays with uh, Avengers toys. I'm a huge, I'm a mass. But I'm he's got no concept of the fact that they're films. He, he will. He, <laughs> he, he, and he'll, he'll, you know, he'll ask questions about Spider-Man. He'll ask questions about Hulk. And Hulk's actually become quite a good uh, good character to talk about his anger with. Ra- the rage. The rage, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulk gets angry, but that doesn't make him a baddie. Exactly. Yeah. That's very true, Jackson. Correct. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I don't know if your son will ever be able to avoid Avengers. There are... 22 films now. Yeah, no, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. But um, there's those, um, there are kids' books which explain the story of behind Batman and Spider Man in like big letters, very simple yeah. language. Yeah, which I didn't gives know you that. Good, yeah, yeah, which gives oh, you nice, good, right. origin yeah, stories, that kind of stuff, um, which he really enjoys. So he hears yeah. about, you know, how um, 
Bruce Wayne becomes Batman and why and, and it's, it's you know it's, it's good oh, I look forward to getting Ben onto those I've already got Ben onto Toy Story we so w- oh Toy Story is amazing <laughs> yeah. incredible yeah. Um, we were watching okay so Endgame was the what was the one before Endgame the um, Infinity War yeah. thank you yes so we were watching Infinity War I took my son to like a multimedia screen in a week before it came out and stuff yeah. uh, he, he cried the, you know really? the, 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 there's yeah, emotional yeah, content yeah, yeah, in yeah. these films that like you know, yeah. he was he was in bits. Yeah. Well, I want to show him like the original Superman film. I did, I did you that. You know, yeah. because that's oh, that's, that, that's that. Yeah. I have to high five you. On that, <laughs> because that is one of my top five films of like all time. Christopher Reeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1978. Yeah. I was I was obsessed. My mum still talks about. I think I I watched it. So this is you know the early 80s. I must have been sort of. Apparently, I was three or four years old, and they showed me Superman around at my aunt and uncle's house. And my mum was genuinely worried to leave me in the bedroom at the end of the night because she was convinced I was going to fly out the window. Apparently, my arm was like fixed in the Superman yeah. flying position with <laughs> yeah. a fist. And she was, she honestly thought, so they, they had to lock the window because they thought I might actually try and fly yeah, out the window. See, Jackson listens to the music <laughs> in the car yeah. because obviously John Williams quite, you know, very emotive yeah, yeah. and I explain what's going on. And you, he puts his fists out as if he's flying, and he's yeah. never seen Superman. He doesn't know that's, that's amazing. It's just the way that he, <laughs> the music tells the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And through through films, just on a tangent, through films, I've introduced both my kids to music scores, and now my son's a huge fan of Hans Zimmer. Yeah, like um, can't wait till Hans comes again to because I took my dad to see Hans Zimmer. He did a live concert okay. at um, Wembley, and he loves loves some of that film music. And through that. He watched Interstellar. He's uh, yeah, oh my yeah. god! Wow, yeah, that's, eleven years old. That's deep. Loves it. One of his, <laughs> one of his favorite films. Nice, yeah. nice. great. Cool. Well, we, we should probably round up. Um, yeah. What I would say, aside from just thanking Nigel for a very very interesting podcast, um, we haven't for a while asked people to review us. And if you're still listening after what are we thirty six minutes, then you obviously love the podcast. So please, 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 um, on the po- on your podcast app uh, on iTunes, just do leave us a review and a rating and tell people how wonderful we yeah, are because it, it does help. Boosts us up the ratings. Yeah, and share the love. Reminds tell people. Our boss that it's worth us doing, it. <laughs> which is always good. Um, yeah, definitely. And encourages other guests to come on. Indeed, indeed, and get people of the quality of Mr. Clark here. To can come I? On and talk can with. I also speak to the dads out there? If you are out there listening to this podcast, uh, maybe go and check my my blog out. There's some stuff that's going to be going up for dads. It's called the Dad Ventures uh, podcast, and uh, not podcast, um, <laughs> blog. Uh, and yeah, there's more stuff for dads out there as well. Absolutely, plenty of resource. More to Maria in this space. Catch you next time. Right, thanks, guys. Cheers Thank you for having me. Bye. <laughs>